It is time for me to finally. How far are we? We're almost at four hours, Sean. We got we're, six. <laughs> All right. I'm cutting it off. No. I'm Transformers 5 All right. opens in the All time right. of King Arthur, who was real in this universe, Sean. He was real, and it looks amazing. It's all gritty, and there's all these fireballs, and people are launching um, shit at each other. Transformers in the scenes? Not yet, Sean. And they're, 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 and King Arthur's like, oh, boy, we just when is he going to get here? Who plays King Arthur? Some guy. Yeah. And then if you're wondering who plays Merlin, who, sh- who they're waiting for to save the day, it's Stanley Tucci. But wasn't he in the fourth movie as a yeah. completely different character? <laughs> yeah. No, he's in the third He's in the fourth one. Trust me. He's in Transformers 4, Age of Extinction. And in this one, he plays Merlin in the flashback in the opening. Does he have a beard? He's got a beard, and he's drunk. And it looks like the bottle that he's drinking out of is just like, it's like a bottle of Kraken or something like that. that they just like put like some like the label hide. Off. They put some like hide over so you can't see everything. Um, it looks like a modern bottle. He's just getting fucked up. And he goes to the mountains, and he met a bunch of Transformer knights who give him a staff, which command, which gives him command of all these Transformers. Because he found out that they're real. He kept their secret. Uh, it's like Merlin had his own Transformers movie. And you know what I much rather would have seen? <laughs> a drunk Stanley Tucci Merlin Transformers movie. Holy shit. So he keeps their secret, and then you basically get the final action scene of what that movie would be, which is he gets the staff, which gives him control over these knights. There's 12 or 13 knights. They all all merged together into a three-headed dragon, and then they go and they destroy the army that King Arthur is fighting. Cut to present day. The first shot, I think, when they cut back is just of the ocean, and this big metal transformer spike just comes out of the ocean, and then it cuts to, to something else. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, did I even see that? So now I'm just going to talk about the visual language of this movie. Everything looks amazing. It's basically all B-roll and hero shots for two and a half hours. <laughs> That's not... Everything which, looks great. Which is better than B-roll and hero shots for two hours and 50 minutes. I which guess. is the fourth one. Yeah. I think this is worse because the fourth one did this too, but I don't think it was as distracting. This move, the part adding to the B-roll thing, they shot with IMAX cameras. They shot with a million cameras. Mm-hmm. And like we were talking about with Barricane, we did the same thing, but we didn't have an aspect ratio that we had one aspect ratio. Yeah, we stuck to it. And we stuck to it. The aspect ratio changes Shot to shot, it could be a shot of we could be talking right now. Shot of you in IMAX, and then shot of me in that's regular because like, no one does that too, but it's not that bad. Generally, with sequences, or yeah, whenever there's an action sequence, it's IMAX, and, and then, then it'll cut back to or like the wide or like a city shot or something like that. Like, he'll pick and choose a little bit more, there's a little bit more logic to it. This is just like all over the place, and yeah. it's and it adds to it nothing ever feeling connected, and it makes it still feel like you're just watching a bunch of B roll. It's like, here's some cool shots that we took. Um, and it never connects. Uh, the present Transformers are all illegal now, again, which I think happened in 3 and 4. Um, they're all illegal. They're being hunted. Mark Wahlberg like hides them in a junkyard and stuff like that because Optus Prime flew into space at the end of 4. Uh, and he's hiding all of them. They're all hanging out there. Um, John Turturro's back. There's a weird opening part of narration where they explain where it's like, you know, in Havana, Cuba, Transformers are allowed to go do whatever they want because that's what Castro said. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Like, why? Why? What? Is that just because Fast and Furious had some stuff in Cuba? Like, I think that's the whole thing with this movie. It's because other movies... 
I keep referring like to cherry picking from other movies. I keep referring to the Daily Planet podcast, which I'm like a lot of my movie opinions probably come from. I'm probably just regurgitating a lot of it unintentionally all the time. But they talk about how James Bond would just pick and choose stuff that happened with other movies that were going on around then. Yeah. Transformers has become that. Yeah. There's King Arthur. There was a King Arthur movie this summer. Okay. Frankly, I would have much rather from the scenes of the King Arthur stuff. I would have much rather seen the Michael Bay. King Arthur movie. It would have looked it would have looked fucking awesome. It would have been great. But um there's King Arthur stuff, there's Dinobot, the Dinobots are back, and they have baby Dinobots, there's a ripoff BB-8, there's a ripoff C-3PO, there's ripoff TIE Bombers. Yeah, there's, I remember sending that article. There's it's a like, three-headed dragon, because you know what's cool? Game of fucking thrones. Yeah. Um there, there's like all this So it's like a focus group movie. It looks like the the mountains of of Pandora are like uh, the evil Cybertron Cybertron planet. They go underwater. There's like all this stuff, and it's like nothing's ever connected. Mark Wahlberg's there. He doesn't even have that many good Wahlbergisms. There's like a 14 year old girl who you only know that because she's like immediately sexualized by boys her age, and then she like has to explain that she's 14 to Wahlberg or something. And I was just like. This is only uncomfortable because Michael Bay is doing this. <laughs> and, like, he meets, like, Mike, uh, Wahlberg has a deal with, like, this uh, Native American police officer. And, like, that's where all the Transformers are hidden. And, like, he he's just, he calls him chief and stuff like that. And he's just like, it sounds really racist when you say that. I was like, is this Michael Bay trying to be, like, DC? Or, or like, be like, well, take this, haters. Like, it feels it feels weird and gross. And, like... If we put this in, then it's okay. Uh, they do the same thing. They call the C-3PO looking robot C-3PO. And it's like, that's not, it doesn't make it better. Oh, yeah. That's the clip I saw where he's like with Wahlberg, right? Yeah. Or, the C-3PO guy is probably the best new character. It's weird. Like, it, Four did a better job with this. And this movie continues it where it's like all the new Transformers and stuff like that. They actually have personalities. But mm-hmm. they all have the same want, usually. Yeah. Where it's like, I want to kill Decepticons. But, like, we go about it in different ways. And it's like, <laughs> like okay, that's not enough. <laughs> it's uh, too one note. Yeah. It's like, how many times can you possibly do this? And this movie redoes everything from the other movies. There's one action scene where all Megatron... There's a Suicide Squad pro intro where Megatron talks to Josh Duhamel about releasing a bunch of Decepticons he wants, and they do it like Suicide Squad, where there's like a title card with the character's name, and then showing them Break getting pulled down. out of jail. And it's the most confusing scene because he's backed up by Dumel's backed up by a bunch of lawyers, and they're like, "Um, yeah, I think we can make that happen." Uh, and it never feels like anything's accomplished. It's always like, "We'll talk about it, like maybe." And then it's like one of them, it's like, "Absolutely not that guy." And then it's like, "We're on the phone, like, yeah, 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 you can get him." And it's like, mm, "Did did he get these people? What happened?" I don't know. This was the first... I usually could tell what's going on in these movies. This was the first one where I was like... The entire time, I was like, I don't know what's happening. (laughs) There's a chase scene through London where they just keep... There's all these car crashes that just feel like they're happening because they have to happen. Yeah. Which is weird. And they keep stopping and dropping people off at, like, different museums to, like, go look for stuff. Which has one really good scene where Wahlberg... They're looking for, like, this night stuff. And there's this uh, woman, this scientist lady... Who was introduced by a scientist? She's she's introduced in her first scene. She's playing polo and she's real good and also like a fucking supermodel. She's so hot. But the uh, and then the next and like she says something to some guy where it's just like, oh, that's why you got to pass it to me. I'm always open. And then he's like rides away. He's like, well, that's why you're always single. And she's like, what was that? And he's like, nothing. And then he rides off. Cut to her driving her car. She's 
crashes into a bunch of bikes parked in front of her and they all fall over. And then she's supermodel, like supermodel getting out of a car shot of her legs, like super porny, like that way. And then she like supermodel walks out, but she's late to where she's got to go. And also she was clumsy. I don't know if you caught that. She was clumsy when she hit things with her car. (laughs) So she's late and like she's shit talking on the King Arthur legend, but she's an expert on it. Ultimately she's Merlin's great, great, great granddaughter. Um, and she's the only person who can use the staff. Does Stanley Tucci so, come back? No, he doesn't come back, Sean. And I wanted him to. <laughs> Steve Buscemi is a... Uh, he pops up because for whatever reason, if you were in a Coen Brothers movie, you have to be in a Transformers movie. <laughs> it's, it's really weird. And, and Steve Buscemi's just in the beginning. Buscemi's getting a fat paycheck, probably. He was a fat Transformer, too, which I was like, why? He's, he's Buscemi. Why doesn't he have weird eyes? Like, it was, it's weird. It was a weird choice. Uh, but, so she, like, knows everything about the King Arthur myth. And, like, there's a part in this chase scene where they drop everyone off. And they go up to her office, or her father's office. And Wahlberg's like, we got to find where the staff is. Here, give me that, who's that statue of the horse's butt? I bet we got to crack it open, smash it open, because they're always inside of stuff like this. And he just takes the statue, he just chucks it on the ground. And it's just him. Like, Wahlberg comes off like um, the guy from Big Trouble in Little China where he's just big and muscly and long hair. And he's like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Give me that. I'm going to break it open. It's probably in there. And it's just him destroying historical artifacts and, like, bragging that he never paid for college and is occasionally smarter than this woman who has a doctorate. Like, it's super, like, Trump lovers are probably like, yeah, this one, yeah, that's what I want. You don't need no college. You don't need no college to be smarter than that pretty lady. Yeah. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, he's an inventor. He invents stuff. It's what he does. Um, <laughs> and, like, that seems great. But then, like, they, like, figure out where they have to go. They're like, oh, we have to go to this museum. And they drive there. And it turns out they were driving to a submarine. I keep going back to this because I was so confused. I was like, oh, they're going to a submarine the whole time? Like, okay. <laughs> and then... They go, and it's a museum, it's an old submarine, and then the woman touches it and, like, goes underwater. I'm cutting through so much other shit that happened. But they go underwater into this Where does Hopkins play in all this? Anthony Hopkins is one of the Witwickens, which was a spinoff of Shia LaBeouf's character's last name. But they are, like, the uh, secret society that, like, knew about King Arthur. And, like, they've been holding the secret history of the Transformers this whole time. So it's like, is Shia LaBeouf going to come back for this? Cause, like, That's kind of cool. They show a picture of him, and it's like, okay, they're at least tying they're it back a little paying bit. Paying for his likeness, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so Anthony Hopkins is just Basil Exposition, and he says, dude. Everyone says dude in this movie a lot. And he calls, he brings Wahlberg... He summons Wahlberg and that woman together because he knows that they're the ones who are going to explain everything. But before that, there's an action scene where the Decepticons find out where all the Autobots are in Wahlberg. And also the government um, is going to track them down as well. So they all show up, and there's a little bit of a battle between all the Autobots and the uh, Decepticons and stuff. And uh, Wahlberg and the 14-year-old girl run away. The supermodel woman has not been introduced yet. And Wahlberg has a, a, an assistant with him, and they're, like, running th- running away from everybody. There's one part of this action sequence where it cuts to a highway, and a bunch of cars are driving. 
And then in in the next shot, there's an explosion, and Grimlock, the the Dinobot leader, who's a T Rex, is just like falling over in the street. In the previous shot, he was nowhere. Like it, it's just like so jarring. Where it's just a shot of cars driving, and then the next shot is like there's an explosion five feet in front of him, and then there's also suddenly a metallic dinosaur. And we saw in the Y there was nothing there. <laughs> and then he's falling over, and then it, another shot of the Triceratops one running over one of these cars that got flipped over because it hit a T Rex. And it's like, what just happened? <laughs> There's so Michael Bay has just given up on like, yes. logic and yes, like I've never, continuity. I've never seen a movie this lazy. It's dumbfounding in a lot of ways. Where I'm just like, what? It's like there's. He's no probably, he's connection probably, here. He's probably also given up on American audiences. He's probably only selling this to foreign audiences. There's not. I counted. I, there's one noticeable American flag. I wasn't really looking for it this time, but it wasn't even like four. Four is bad in a way that's fun and insane. This is beautiful. Like it's so well shot, but it's. So, I've never seen something. He knows look, how. To, he knows how to frame a shot. Yeah, like, I've never, he really does. Like, I've never seen take away from that something look this amazing, but. Be so lazy and, and not make like, any sense. And just not make any sense. No continuity. So and no through action. Exactly. So the Decepticons track him down the spot. There's that weird Dinobots thing, and then I don't think the Dinobots are in the movie anymore. So did they kill two of the Dinobots, and then they're just not in it? I don't think they showed up for the last battle. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> does anybody care? Hello? Uh, hey, what's going on? <laughs> There's one almost great Wahlberg scene like that. There is. He asks what in a way where it's like in the happening at one point, and I laughed real hard. What? Yeah. No. What? No. I laughed real hard. But um, so they go. They're chased down by the humans who release a bunch of tie bomber drones in a seat. It's probably the best. Set piece. It's kind of interesting where they're getting chased by these drones, and there's one point where an elevator doors open, and one they have like these tie bomber kind of shielding, and like they close up. They're they're on the sides, and they close up on the front, and they're like a battering ram, and like they do some cool stuff with that. That's fun, and they got little guns on them, and they're like running away, and they're getting shot and everything. Um, but they're running through this small. Like Midwestern town or whatever it's supposed to be, wherever North Dakota maybe, and North Carolina. I don't fucking know. Um, they're running through this town, and it, I kept being distracted. Where it's like in this town, there's just old people. There's like one old person who's just kind of sitting around in this town who's not reacting to anything going on. There's a part where they run through a lobby and there's an old person just mopping the floor and they sprint past and then like run into an elevator and then like a drone passes by and it doesn't react. There's a couple things like that. I I kept I saw I saw all these movies with my neighbor. All five Transformers movies. And I was like, he's getting married. He just bought a house. I was like, this is the last time we do this. But we we gotta we gotta see it through the end. It's the last time Michael Bay's doing this. I will not ask for part six, but like, let's just do this. Um, we saw Power Rangers together recently too, because that's close enough. Great movie. The uh, uh, it's. I had so many questions. I was like, what is going on with this town? And I was like asking, I think I asked him that. And he just didn't even like, I don't think he heard me, but I was just like, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck's happening right now. <laughs> like, but that, that town was so weird where it was just like four or five old people who would just populate a shot in the background, but like just weren't reacting to anything. It wouldn't even like cut to a close up of them being like, huh. like, which is like what Michael Bay thinks is funny. Yeah. And like, it wasn't even that. It was just, it's lazy, weird. Surreal, like I I don't know what he was going for. So then after that, 
the C-3PO shows up and summons everybody to Anthony Hopkins, and he explains the secret history of Transformers, how they've been there forever. There's one interesting idea the movie brings up, which I think Anthony Hopkins explains. But they, he explains that they've always been there through history. World War II, they've done a lot. Like, Bumblebee fought in World War II, but he's, you know, never mentioned it. Um, when it seemed like in the first movie, he's been there since, like, the 70s. That was kind of the implication mm-hmm. with the set, first movie. Um and there, one thing that I thought was funny, but I don't know if I laughed at it, actually, Wahlberg picks up, he has all these artifacts, and he picks up this jar, which has bullet holes from the inside, and he's like, what, these bullet holes? And Anthony Hopkins is like, I would be careful with that little guy. That's the watch that killed Hitler. And it's a stopwatch transformer that's like, Meh. and it's like, shoot, it's got like these guns out. And they imply that a stopwatch kills Hitler. Later in the movie, Anthony Hopkins is like, breaks into the prime minister's house to explain everything that's going on. He's like, here's what I need. We got to get to Stonehenge. That's where we're going. Um, Cause Stonehenge is part of magic. And uh, he's like surrounded by people. He's, and he holds up the watch in a little case. He's like, I wouldn't want you guys to get attacked by this little guy. And I was like, that's, it feels like a joke, but I'm definitely not laughing. And I, I like this idea, but it also feels gross. And the Hopkins knows everything. He's Basil exposition. He tells everybody what's going on. And, he keeps saying dude and then <laughs> he explains that they need the staff of Merlin because Cybertron has been hurtling through space. It's the Transformers home. Yeah. It's like blown apart and like held together by these vines. It's an interesting design. And in the trailers, they've shown it. And I thought it was going to be Unicron. Unicron is the bad guy from the old animated movie. He's the villain. He's a planet that turns into a giant plant sized transformer that eats planets voiced by Orson Welles in the old animated movie, his final role. And oh, he yeah. had no respect for it. There's like some like snippet where it's like, I play the biggest toy of them all, and all the other toys have to team together to stop me. And I'm like, like the fact he's calling everything toys is like awesome. Yeah. Because um, he mean, gets it and he's, he's fucking furious about Kane, it. So. <laughs> but old man Orson Welles as this booming planet voice is that's cool that's a cool idea and I thought Unicron Unicron's kind of been like you know maybe we'll do Unicron in one of these and the third movie was about transporting Cybertron outside of Earth and I thought it was going to be revealed Cybertron's like also Unicron there they were going to lie like the third movie they lied a lot in the marketing leading mm-hmm. up to it which was interesting watching it um where i was like oh, oh okay okay cool like i was there's a lot of pleasant surprises where i was like okay i like that they lied about it but um in this it's revealed cybertron is just cybertron it's just been blown apart or whatever um it's revealed that earth is actually unicron and all these spikes these spikes have been emerging from the planet and it's in like that's like the mouth of Unicron, and when Earth was old and Pangea, it, they formed a ring. And John Tuturo calls Anthony Hopkins to explain that they all the points when they were Pangea, they intersect at one place. Sean, what's that place? I already brought it up like two minutes ago. Stonehenge. Stonehenge. I was like, go fuck yourself, John Tuturo. I didn't know you were back in this one. I thought um, Tyrese was back in this one, but he wasn't, and I was really disappointed. Um, Tyrese so, was trying to be Green Lantern. He's been trying to do that for a decade. Yeah. But uh, he, uh, so they got to get to Stonehenge. They got to find the staff. They ultimately have to go underwater to this alien spaceship to find it. Uh, and they go, and it's this ancient tomb. And there's like a part where these old ancient Transformers wake up, and they're kind of like zombieish. And like there are these zombieish knights protecting an old treasure. And it's like one of the few things that feels like a good idea in the movie, where it's like, 
it's a little Indiana Jones ish. We say like, it's like Last Crusade, the guy protecting the Holy Grail, and like they've been yeah. they, they've been dormant and like they're zombie now, but like they're like we must protect the staff and like this and that. It's, it's a cool idea, mm-hmm. um, and they do that. But it's Michael Bay doing Transformers. Yes, so the execution's probably terrible. and the shot. No shot is longer than ten seconds in this. Movie. God, it's probably uh, mind numbing, dude. Yeah, Optimus Prime. This, in the this trailers, explanation is mind numbing. I'm dude. so mad, but I need to get this out of my system. Optimus Prime in the trailers has been portrayed as like, oh, he's evil in this one, and he gets he's hurtling through space. Cybertron intersects with him, and there's this female Transformer who's evil because aren't all women evil manipulators, right, Michael Bay? According to Michael Bay, I feel like that's <laughs> I could not shake that the entire time. Yeah. It's this evil goddess woman who like yeah. she manipulates him and breaks him to bends him to her will to um so he goes to steal the staff the staff can transfer transfer the life energy from the planet earth into cybertron and unicron and cybertron are apparently ancient enemies like they were always linked together and were always kind of like at odds like that anthony hopkins explains that that's the most interesting idea in this movie but they don't do anything really with it that's i guess for part six but <laughs> so optimus prime shows up out of nowhere after he's evil and you know he's evil because he keeps his eyes are purple and he keeps announcing i am nemesis prime there's one part where he goes don't you know who i am i'm optimus prime and i was like oh i didn't know that <laughs> um so optimus prime is evil for all about 10 minutes of the fucking movie and all the marketing is that he's evil and most of the time he's not even on earth so him and bumblebee have a fight where he steals the staff after they find it and there's like a fake out where it's a there's a really funny fake out where Merlin's tomb appears they crack it open and like he's like all regal there and like part of me is just like why not they already showed him as like a buffoon because he's Stanley Tucci drunk um, clearly improvising like in a fun costume on uh, against nothing yeah. for a day because it's all edited together in a weird way where yeah. it's just like come on guys like we were friends I kept everything secret it's very improv improv um, and there's a wooden stick in there Wahlberg takes it he's like look at this they didn't even have it in here it's just this dumb stick and he like throws it away he's like oh my god aren't you disappointed by this and she's and the woman's just like actually this is like the most amazing moment of my life <laughs> And Wahlberg's like sleeveless. He's such like he's Jack Burton. That's his name from Big Trouble in Little China. He's like, this is so dumb. Uh, this is a dumb stick. And of course, she touches it like two minutes later, and it transforms into the the stick. And it's like, yeah. well, that was uh, why well, even do that fake out? That was obviously gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. But they didn't do it like in the second movie where it takes like fucking forty five minutes for it to become the thing. And then Optimus Prime shows up, like I said, and he kills. Uh, he like fights some of the other Transformers, and he steals the staff. Uh, but when he does this, Mark Wahlberg's just like, Optimus Prime? Hey, don't you recognize me? It's me. You don't want to be doing this. What are you doing? And I was like, I need 20 minutes of Mark Wahlberg trying to coax down this robot and remind him who he is. Like, just against me, where he's acting against nothing. Yeah. And then Optimus Prime's, like, evil, and he, like, beats up Bumblebee a little bit, and then, bump, then they run outside on top of this underwater spaceship thing that's going to the surface in, like, Probably the coolest scene. There's like one really cool shot where it's like wide and it zooms in, and the waves are, it's the thing's kind of bouncing. And Josh Dumel and Mark Wahlberg are running on top of it. And the waves are crashing, and it's kind of cool. And then Prime and Bumblebee fight, and it's like fine, I guess. And it ends with a Martha. 
where Optimus Prime stops being evil and stops the fight because Bumblebee uses his actual voice for the first time in all of the movies. And he's just like, Optimus, it's your friend, Bumblebee. And then Optimus Prime's like, uh, oh, Bumblebee, my old friend. I'm sorry about that. And I'm like, fuck yourself. A Martha to end this. So then Megatron shows up, steals the staff. <laughs> Megatron. They get all the knights are all going to kill the all after Megatron vanishes. Who's he's been around? Uh, all the knights wake up. There's like twelve of them, and they're going to execute Prime for stealing the staff. They're like, we had to protect this, and we have to execute you. I forgot to mention Wahlberg's had this medallion thing that like turned into a metal blob that's like crawling all over him, like in like a little spot, and it's on his wrist at this point, and he stops the execution. He's like, no, you gotta stop. And then the thing turns into a, a knight sword and he stops the sword of one of the Transformers from cutting off Prime's head. And I don't know if they confirm it, but I was like, did that motherfucker just get Excalibur? Because I'm pretty sure that's what happens. And then what does he do with that? Absolutely nothing. It feels like this huge moment doesn't fucking ha- do anything. So Stonehenge is there Megatron puts the staff in the ground and it starts transferring all the energy to Cybertron, which starts reforming itself. Mm-hmm. Cybertron has basically crashed into the planet, but it's a bunch of like islands held together by like vines and all those are smashed into the surface of the earth all over the place. And as it starts getting the life force, everything starts to like drag across the surface of the earth and reform itself. There's a couple of shots of like cities in the path of that. And then by the end of it, Cybertron's fully formed and like, it's not completely killed earth, but it's killed most of it. And it's like, Oh, Shanghai is gone, I guess, <laughs> from what you've told me uh, visually, but you didn't actually show it get destroyed. But, like, from what I understand, it's gone. Cool. There's a crazy battle where, all, like, they have Wahlberg can control, like, command these knights now because he has the sword. All of them form together into the dragon, and they have this big fucking battle that's not even really interesting. It's just so much happening. They As s- is most Transformer battles. Yes. They pull the staff. There's a whole... Buster Bluth is like a NASA guy, and he's trying to explain. He's like, yeah, we're not going to rely on magic or goblins or whatever to stop this. We're going to use physics and science. And he comes up with this plan to cut one of the islands off of... Like, cut its vines off the planet. It's hard to kind of understand, but I guess. And it's going to smash into what is an ignition chamber. They keep saying ignition chamber on Cybertron. I don't know what that means. Bullshit science. Yeah. Jumbo. That's the thing that's drawing all the energy from Earth. And to, to swing into it like a... Uh, it's 420. Uh, like a wrecking ball. <laughs> like a wrecking ball and knock the building out and it should stop the transfer. And they, they execute this plan and it smashes the building but it doesn't stop it. And then the and like for the last times you see Buster, it's just kind of like, you fucking idiot. You should... Why were you relying on physics? Like, there's this weird undertone of like people who are smart are dumb. And like, That's it weird. should really just be brawn. It should be brawn that saves the day, not brains. It's gross. I don't like it. Uh... They don't even kill the villain. Like, Bumblebee shoots at her, and, like, she disappears. And then Bumblebee says his second line in all these movies. He goes, stings like a bee. And I was like, fuck yourself. There's a part where Optimus Prime fights a combiner where it's, like, seven robots combine into a big one. And he's fighting that, and he stabs it through the face when it's big, and they all break apart. And then it's the shot in the trailer where he spins around and beheads everything. So it's like, oh, I've already seen that money shot a lot, so I knew how this cool fight was going to end. You should have done more. Megatron should have had all these seven combiner guys and his crew 
and then at the end of the movie they all combine and it's kind of crazy it's like oh they've done that in the second movie but it wasn't a good idea like wasn't well executed this guy's just kind of like a hulk he's like a hulk transformer that they turn into do something with that so the movie ends they stop the transfer the villain is just disappeared fast eight did the same thing charlie's Theron gets away and i fucking hate that big studio movies keep doing this where it's like another one one bad guy just one bad they don't have to kill her but she shouldn't get away same thing with this uh and it's like and then the movie just kind of ends and optimus prime gives a speech about like anybody can be a hero as just long as it's the right moment and it's like was that what this was all about (laughs) that was the message (laughs) (laughs) and like the movie ends and then it's immediately the post credit scene which thank god (laughs) but it's incredibly jarring where it's like the credits start but then there's like another scene happening i was like "I i guess I don't know. This is all B-roll anyway. So <laughs> there's no sense anyway. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And there's a woman walking in the desert, and it's clearly the villain in human form. And then there's she's by one of the big spikes, and she's just like, I know. She's like, and there's some scientist guy, and she's like, he doesn't like when you touch him that way. She's like, it's Unicron. I know how to kill him. And then her face does like a transformery thing, and then it goes to the rest of the credits. Sean, I did not say anything about that planet that was like in between the Earth and the Moon is gone. There's just now a planet in between the Earth and the Moon. Uh, nothing feels like it got resolved. Uh, I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> it was the worst one of these. Nothing. I never understood what was happening. None of the action scenes are good. There's just a lot of fucking shit, and there's a French one, and he can stop time, sort of, with a gun, and that's kind of fun. And <laughs> Rant over. Yeah, I'm done. That was longer than I meant, but I need, was, to, I need uh, to explain. We're, we got to be done. What are we calling this? We're gonna we're gonna separate that one from the rest. We're gonna separate a lot of this. We're gonna do Transformers we're gonna do each Five hour. Rant. Yeah, Trans- <laughs> this is gonna just be Transformers Five rant. That's fine. Uh, we got to release it after. I'm probably gonna record uh, Andrew makes a case where I have to defend it. I was oh, debating man. if I even want to do that. I don't I, think you should. It was gonna be one of my five, but like. I don't think you can. No, I'm going to be like a down. I'm, I'm just going to reveal how I'm going to do this. I'm going to be like, yeah, not only did I vote for our president, but I love this movie. Like, I feel like that's the, the way I have <laughs> that's to That's the game. It. Yeah, but what are we going to call our podcast? Do we come up with something? I don't know, but Sheen, what time is Sheen it? and Andy's movie talks. I don't fucking know. I'm going to stop recording. Uh, All right. We'll, we'll have a preamble or something. Four hours and 24 minutes later. Sean, that was completely indiscernible. <laughs> I'm going to stop. We're done. Bye, everybody.